it's like special access to a really tender, intimate time um, that I really hope and look forward to also um, with our own kids. Hello and welcome to We Made You a Song, the podcast by The Steel Wheels and producing partner WMRA. My name is Trent Wagler. I'll be your host. I play for The Steel Wheels, and each week we go deep into the song-making process, a particularly odd song-making process we've come to call Everyone a Song, where The Steel Wheels would take individual stories and turn them into song. This week, we have a gentle and a soft way to end season two. This week, the song is called Lullaby. I will wash you like a fountain. I will hold you till the last light. You are my sunshine. Oh, I love bedtime. I know that makes me sound like such an old man, but um, ever since my kids were little, I remember singing songs and just specific kinds of songs. It's a different use of music when you're trying to lull a child to sleep. Um, So some of those bedtime routines, this song just really made me think of again and again. But um, to start off with this week, let's let's meet our commissioner. Her name is Carissa. I'll let her introduce herself and tell you a little bit about where this song came from. Uh, so my name is Carissa, and um, I am originally from California, currently living in Seattle, Washington with my husband, Christoph. Um, we met in Santa Barbara when we were both students there. A little over 10 years ago now, we have been big fans of the Steel Wheels. We first got to hear them uh, without really knowing any of their music at a concert at the Freight and Salvage in Berkeley, California. We got married about three years ago and uh, have lived here in Seattle now for about two years. Um, And Christoph is originally from Switzerland. And uh, that was something special when we first met my grand, my maternal grandmother's side of the family is from Switzerland. So we got to have a little connection there and she was thrilled. And um, when I go back to see his family, we also get to see my sort of more distant cousins, which um, has been really special for us. Um, When the project Distance Together, we heard about it through social media Um, And we, I think both of us were, thought it was a really beautiful pivot during this time. And we were also feeling so inspired by so many different people's approaches to the pandemic and how they were able to get creative. Um, And we thought it was just a really beautiful idea. Um, And at the time, we actually had found out that we were pregnant right before um, the first cases here in Washington. And so we had talked about the possibility of maybe making a lullaby. Um, we have friends with kids and uh, part of their bedtime routine that is really beautiful that we've gotten to be a part of is songs and books. Um, and so uh, we sort of played around with this idea of maybe we could reach out and create a lullaby with uh, the steel wheels, which um, I guess before we got to reach out, we um, ended up losing that pregnancy and um, losing that baby. And so um, we hadn't reached out and took some time to really 
you know, mourn that, but also there are some really special things that happened because of that pregnancy. Um, and we wanted to just like give that some space and time. And um, we have some things that we did on our own. Um, and then when the possibility, I think you opened up the second time around, we thought, wow, we could actually still make a lullaby. And we were really looking for a way that we could sort of continue to remember our first baby. Um, it felt really hard to want to move forward and think about the joy of another pregnancy and sort of leave that behind. It felt, um, I don't want to, almost like a betrayal in some way. Um, and um, so we thought that this would be a really beautiful way that we could continue to like care for, love for, reflect on, um, and remember um, our first um, baby. Yeah. What do you think you like so much about lullabies? I mean, I think lullabies and like the time that you get to sing them or listen to them are just so intimate and sweet. Um, and I think that as a child, um, I have memories of singing with, for example, my dad. Uh, we used to kind of go back and forth singing. One person would take the good night, sweetheart. Oh, I hate to go. And the other person would do a very, very low do, 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 do. Um, and so that was sort of a back and forth that we did that I really enjoyed. Um, and as far as the sort of like bedtime ritual that I've gotten to participate in with friends, um, I feel like it just takes your relationship with those children to a different level, but also my friendship with their parents. Um, it's like special access to a really tender, intimate time um, that I really hope and look forward to also um, with our own kids. This was the one song of this collection where it started with Eric. Um, it started with your fiddle and uh, and you wrote this beautiful fiddle tune. Um, and so that and that predated. I can't remember. Did you did you just write it after I asked, or had you already been working on this? I can't. Yeah, remember. no, it was something I had. It was an idea that I had, and I had just made a little um, you know voice memo on my phone of this basically fiddle improv. You know, that's kind of the way tunes will come to me or the way I'll write a tune is, um, just improvising on, on fiddle. And, uh, if I hear a line that I like, or, you know, a melody or structure that I can turn into a more full song, then that's, uh, that's kind of how I like to write. But actually this, you know, I didn't know what to do with this little snippet of melody. I had recorded this whole, I don't know, a couple minutes long of me just playing. And then, but within that, uh, improv was this kind of simple melody line. So when you came to me and said, you know, hey, do you have any tunes that could work for a lullaby? And we just went back and listened through some of the stuff that I had recorded. And I was like, oh, that does kind of sound like a lullaby. plays around the uh, 
the seventh and then resolves it like right off the top is it just kind of has this sense of um a, a comforting uh, melody and a lullaby it it definitely hit me right away i mean i remember writing till no one is free um in kind of the similar fashion where you had a fiddle tune and even a recording of the melody and i just placed it into a recording session and i was like playing along with it trying to sort of get the basic sense of you know the chords and and what what we're dealing with and then use that chord structure to write the song around i made i made it difficult on this one though because it was out of time it wasn't really i didn't think uh you know a fiddle player doesn't think in terms of chord structure a, a whole lot and so to me it's just this melody and then but you did an amazing job of like putting a structure kind of around this um where that you know you sent out the the recording of you playing guitar and then i went back and i've added in uh the fiddle part but having to change it just a little bit to fit in with the structure but in that way we kind of you know we're talking back and forth with this these recordings and then um fitting it together uh, in a way that something that's something you can sing along with right or recording wise was there anything else uh notable about this song for you um i i do love that it's you know we haven't done a melody uh, a lullaby before and it got me thinking about what makes a lullaby uh and the point of a lullaby is it's something you can sing softly and it's almost more about a comforting melody that you know that you're not performing to your kid you're just you know you're giving them something to to let them know that you're there and so it's uh it's an idea of being present and and so there's i love how there's this moment where there's a pause in the production like like there's an almost like an extra measure where you're like what's gonna happen and then that brings us into the ooze and it's like it's almost for a moment there words fail and then Oh, but it's the melody that carries on. So, and that that really f- ties it back thematically to this idea of losing someone. And you know, what do you say to somebody that's lost a child? There are no words. Um, and so this uh, this song can kind of represent that in the way that we kind of like we run out of words but we're still there it's still you're still present and then the ooze at the end kind of represent that for me and that's that's the best you can hope for i think as parents too is like (laughs) you just you just want to be present for your for your child you know yeah this commission was we want to tribute the loss of this child but we also want it to be the song that we can sing to our future children and uh, and be a part of our family for years to come. And there were these uh, little clues as well that they gave of like, you are my sunshine and uh, good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. And uh, so there were those little references that also feel like it's pulling across uh, some of these older songs and songs that came before. That's kind of an impossible task as a songwriter. <laughs> but, you know, you think about that song, you are my sunshine. It's not a happy song right it's a sad song right yeah so maybe there's something to that where you know sad songs make you feel the the best and 
yeah, that's that's the bittersweet nature of it. So, yeah. Well, and I think the the other thing that struck me is that like lullabies and bedtime routines, I mean, they are kind of a they're they're part of rituals that we do for our children, but they're really also for us and sometimes as adults, I think we get out of <laughs> we get out of those routines where, you know, we don't think about the ways we also need uh rituals in our days and and so yeah when when things are really terrible and things are really difficult we need and we come back to these rituals of a bedtime routine of a song we sing and when things are just kind of floating along and they're you know we don't often like highlight the times when things are going great because they're just going and it's kind of they're all going like the way we generally expect them to be but that's when we also need these rituals and so yeah i i don't know to me that the the fact that it came with a melody and where it started was the melody is so key to it because what gets stuck in your head yeah there's certain lyrical lines that can get stuck in my head uh, but especially when you think about what do you hum throughout the day it's the melody it's not lyrics you know and and i i credit both you and jay with this in a number of situations when we've written songs together there's just such a beauty to starting with something that came out of an instrument and that we we acknowledge is just i don't know it feels magical somehow um and so anyway for me that i was really glad with the lullaby that we started there yeah do you have any lullabies that you can think of that like or songs that you enjoy singing or did sing when your kids were younger we always loved the there's a there's a number of elizabeth mitchell albums where uh she does uh pretty well-known songs but um does them specifically for uh young children and like you are my sunshine uh kind of but but with just great production and interesting you know kind of arrangements those were family favorites and um, at uh, my daughter's memorial service, we actually, like at the end of the service, um, we played four or five of those songs, uh, just the recordings of those songs. And man, nothing tears you up like like <laughs> hearing these songs that you loved and you sang. Uh, and yeah, there's something about a simple melody um, that... Uh, really just kind of strips everything away mm-hmm. and just gets right to the heart of it. And yeah, so those, those Elizabeth Mitchell albums, check those out. Those are, mm-hmm. those are great for, um, singing with, with kids and, and so many great melodies that you kind of, once you reinvent them, you realize, oh yeah, this is a great song, regardless of whether it's meant for kids or not. Right. Right. I do. Yeah. I remember too. Dan Zanes was another artist that They've done some together. I believe those. Yeah. Two yeah. And he had an album called nighttime, I believe, uh, that I remember we would play. And again, it's like, that's partly why I, I wanted the lullaby to be the ending track was that notion of like, again, this is maybe a little dated. Cause I don't know if like when my kids were young, we had a CD player <laughs> in the room and you put a CD on and that was part of the nighttime ritual was like listening to this CD. And it was, again, nighttime was this album and the very last song was slow. And you're sort of thinking in your head, you want that if you're a parent where you're like, if I'm going to put this one on, 
I want that last song to be real quiet. So if they've already fallen asleep, they stay asleep. You don't want it to be a big raucous song. But I thought the same thing in the sort of layout of of our album of like, if we're going to put a lullaby in there, it has to be be the last last song, right? (laughs) So we don't want our music to put people to sleep necessarily. But at the same time, it makes sense if you're going to fall asleep for it to be the last one. (laughs) Approved for bedtime. Yeah, exactly. So once we had the complete song with Eric's melody, my lyrics, we sent it back to Carissa and Christoph to see what they thought. I'm not the best at email, and I actually had missed your email that had the finished song. And I I know I wrote to you about this, but I was in the middle of working on um, a like Google slideshow that had photos of my uncle. And I was putting music to it. And when I was going to upload a song, I saw a song called Lullaby. And I mean, my whole body had that response of like, oh my goodness. And so um, I really thought for a moment, should I wait for Kristoff to get home before I listen to it? Or And I just couldn't wait. <laughs> uh, and so I put everything that I was doing on hold. Uh, it was during the summer. Um, and I listened to it. Um, and cried the first time and probably the next few times as well. Um, and then I had this interesting response, which was like, I need to learn all the words to this song. Um, and so, um, yeah, I just experienced it, uh, many times. And then I was kind of listening to it on repeat and practicing. <laughs> and then when Christoph was home that evening, um, I started to play it, but I didn't tell him what it was. Um, and at first he thought that it was maybe a song that we had danced to for our wedding. Um, and then he started to cry because he realized, wait, but this is the steel wheels. And then he said, but this is a song that I don't know. And then he was like, oh my gosh, this is our song. Uh, because I had, um, we had talked about making the lullaby together. And then I sort of asked if I could make the details of it a little bit of a surprise for him. I think, uh, both of us were really surprised by, um, all of the different elements that had been put in, um, I was actually surprised. Uh, another song that um, I had written to you about was You Are My Sunshine. My grandpa sang that a lot to us grandkids when we were younger. And I, I was surprised to hear the words, you are my sunshine in the song. I kind of wasn't expecting that. And then I also really loved the way, uh, as far as the good night, sweetheart, um, I really liked the part that you took from that song. And it's this beautiful moment. Like there's a little bit of a buildup from the percussion. And then it's just like, Oh, it's, it's really special. And we were just completely, completely touched by how gorgeous it is. It's, it's really stunning. And we're so grateful to you all. I think when I also listened to it from having listened to the podcast and the way that you all sort of speak about your piece and what it was like to receive other people's work. I listened to the song also kind of like trying to pay attention to this or trying to pay attention to that, right? There is a little bit of this like beautiful heaviness throughout, which I think got echoed in the part where you're talking about the heavy, heavy eyes. 
I guess one final thing I did want to say about specifically the lyrics was the final time that the chorus is sung. Instead of saying, you are my sunshine, it was the, uh, the sunshine and the springtime. Um, and that just felt like you were just talking about an embrace, right? Which um, I really liked that image of like feeling the presence of, you know, this child or I, I really um, thought that shift was really beautiful and it definitely brought some yeah, feelings of like just being surrounded or enveloped, which um, I wanted to share with you too. Here is the complete song, Lullaby.
I want to thank Carissa and Kristoff for opening themselves up, uh, for commissioning the song, for giving us their story so that we could give them a song. I want to thank my bandmates, always Kevin, Jay, even Brian for contributing to this song, but specifically this week, Eric, for sitting down and talking about lullabies, talking about the songwriting process. Um, and yeah, want to always thank Matt Bingay at WMRA for all of his hard work to make sure this and every episode sounds tip top and he weeds out all the extra chatting and chattering and talk, talk, talking. Um, because I repeat myself. I say the same thing over and over again. And sometimes you don't want to hear the exact same words when I repeat myself over and over again. I want to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor for the podcast, Old Hill Cider. They have been such a great supporter and partner over the years here and at Red Wing Roots. Um, if you haven't checked out Old Hill Cider, take the trip out to Timberville, Virginia. Do yourself a favor. Get out to a farm. I think sometimes uh, when if you, if you live in a city or wherever you live, you get kind of tunnel vision and you stop paying attention to what's around you. I know I live right there in the Shenandoah Valley, and yet so often I forget to look at the mountains. I forget to really get out into some of the country roads and just appreciate what's out there. Showalter's Orchard out in Timberville, Virginia is a beautiful spot, not far from town. Get out there, check out their ciders, uh, check out the whole experience. I think there's something about just being local and knowing where these apples are grown, knowing where the cider is made and feeling connected to the people and the place. So showaltersorchard.com, Old Hill Cider. Check them out today. They'd be a great place to stock up for the holidays and put them on your table over the holiday meal. As for the Steel Wheels, we are done for the year in terms of touring. We're all taking a little break, but you can check out Everyone a Song Volume 1 and Volume 2, both available on vinyl as well as CD or digital download at thesteelwheels.com. We appreciate so much all of your support. You can also find t-shirts, uh, hoodies, loads of other things at the web store. So if you'd like to support the Steel Wheels that way, we really appreciate it. If you just want to support this podcast and all of the activities that you see or hear us doing, but you're not looking for a huge financial investment, we do have a patronage uh, link on our website. We call them sustainers. And that's not to be confused with WMRA's sustainers program. Both of us, you could support both for as little as like a cup of coffee a month. Uh, but if you go to our webpage, click on the sustainers tab, you can, you get all kinds of other unreleased songs and content that we're putting out each month. And it can also be your way of just saying, Hey, I love the podcast and I want to support it. So Please do that today if that's of interest to you. We really just thank you so much for being a part of this project. By being a listener, you are a part of it. And in these weird times, we've all been looking for connection in one way or another. There is no mistake that a lot of the songs we ended up writing had something to do with home or something to do with family or something to do with just trying to find ways to connect. And so I urge you, 
this holiday season as it's winter time we're we're all indoors maybe you can't see as many people or do as many things as you had hoped because of these covid numbers that are on the increase again find a way to be creative find a way to be connected even when all of these forces are trying to keep you disconnected it will pay off and hopefully hopefully very soon down the road we can all get together around a campfire and share the different things we've made as always the steel wheels we made you a song thank you <laughs>